In today's episode, we will take a look at a conversation that Jesus has with the woman at the well. What we will note is that Jesus breaks all types of social and economic barriers, and he is not afraid to engage any and all. So let's dive in. Are you ready? Let's go. Today, we're going to go over to John chapter four, and we're going to look at another conversation that Jesus has. And this time he's having the conversation with the Samaritan woman. Now, I know this is probably a familiar passage to you, but it doesn't hurt to revisit. Okay, let's take a look. Well, Jesus is now, you know, he's learned that the Pharisees um, had heard that he was gaining and baptizing more than John, but it really wasn't Jesus who was doing the baptizing. It was his disciples. So Jesus decided, you know, instead of dealing with all of that drama, (laughs) that's my emphasis put in, he decided he would leave Judea and he would go to Galilee. Well, the Bible says that he had to go through Samaria, which indicates that there was probably an easier route, but there was an urging for him to go through Samaria. So he came to this town in Samaria called Sychar, and it was near the plot of ground that Jacob had given to his son Joseph, and Jacob's well was there. Now, Jesus was tired. I know that is surprising to some people, but we must remember that Jesus was human and Jesus had a humanity about himself and he experienced some of the same, if not all, emotions and feelings that we felt. And so look at this. Jesus was tired. He was tired from the journey. So he sat down at the well. And it was about noon, so it was in the midday. So as Jesus was sitting down at this well, a Samaritan woman came to draw water. And when Jesus saw her, he said to her, will you give me a drink? Now, the reason Jesus is asking this woman is because the disciples at this time had gone into the town to buy food. And the Bible says that the Samaritan woman responds to Jesus. And she says, you are a Jew and I am a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? For the Jews do not associate with the Samaritans. Now, I don't believe she said that part. I think it was put there as explanation uh, to us so that we can understand her comment. Well, you know, this, Jesus initiates this conversation with this woman. You know, he's talking to this woman at the well. He's tired and obviously Jesus is thirsty because he is asking for water. Now, there are two problems that this woman points out in her response to Jesus. And the first one is that Jesus is a Jew and that she is a Samaritan. And the problem is that there is no association between the two. We don't get along and we don't talk to each other. How dare you ask me to give you water, right? And so 
Jesus responds to her and says, if you knew, if you knew, if you knew the gift of God and who it is that asks you for a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. And so before we get here, let's talk about something. Jesus is breaking down the social and economic barriers here. You know, he is is one who will engage all. Like there's no respecter of persons with Jesus. Remember, I just said he initiated this conversation with this woman and he initiated this conversation being fully aware, fully aware of her identity. Now, I don't believe that she was talking totally in opposition of Jesus's request. You know, she's just bringing up their differences, bringing up their issues. And so Jesus responds, okay? So Jesus is responding and Jesus, and this is me paraphrasing, girl, if only you knew this blessing. If only you knew who I am. If you only knew who was sitting before you, you wouldn't be, um, just just sitting there or standing there, you'd be asking me to give you a drink. <laughs> you know, and this is the drink that I give you, girl. This is the drink um, of eternal life. You know, this living water. So, you know, this woman is definitely interested, or at least she's curious, because she continues her dialogue with Jesus. She does not dismiss Jesus. She doesn't turn around, you know, and walk away. She doesn't get her water and, you know, and leave the well. No, she's continually engaged with Jesus. You know, that could be something said too, that Jesus encounters her and there's something about the conversation that keeps her in the dialogue. So she's curious. And so the woman says, sir, you have nothing to draw with. And this well is deep. Where can you get this living water? (laughs) Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us the well and drank from it himself, as did also his sons and his livestock? You know, this is what she says to Jesus. So what she's doing is confusing really the natural with the spiritual. Jesus, when he was referring to this living water, was referring to eternal life, but she's thinking about water that is living, you know, and 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 she's saying that um, this was something, or at least she thought this was something that Jesus would draw from Jacob's well. Um, she said he had nothing to draw with, and also that this well was deep. This woman did not believe you know, that the man she was talking to, Jesus, was greater than Jacob. So she was really clueless as to the identity of this person, this man that she was talking to, yet she knew him to be a Jew. And I don't know if she recognized Jesus as a Jew by his outward appearance. I mean, I I don't know, you know, like, Yeah, maybe that's probably what it was. Or even his dialect, how he spoke, I don't know. But she knew he was a Jew. Now, Jesus was not offended, neither was he taken aback by this woman's retort. Instead, he says to her, everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. Now, Jesus tells this unnamed woman, now that could be you, that could be me, that could be anybody. We can 
insert ourselves in this conversation because in the end, it's going to benefit us all. So Jesus tells this woman that natural water is temporarily satisfying. You know, this is true. When you're thirsty, You drink that water and it satisfies your thirst for the moment. But truth told, you're going to get thirsty again. This natural water cannot quench thirst, not once and for all, because all of us who drink it, we're going to want it again. So the water Jesus was speaking about was this water that he gives. It's this living water. It's this water that satisfies permanently. You know, it satisfies the, the thirst of all who receive it, all who believe Jesus will never spiritually thirst. Notice now Jesus says, I give. Now he's really pointing her to his identity, right? He says, this is the water I give. All right, let's go forward. So the woman, you know, she says to him, sir, give me this water so I won't get thirsty and have to keep coming to this well to draw water. So the woman, you know, she's still not, she's not getting it. She is still thinking of literal water, you know, so she humored Jesus. That's, that's, you know, that's what I'm going to say. She humored Jesus by her statement. So she asked for this water without realizing what she was really asking. Oh, this is so good. This is getting so good. So Jesus responds to her request because she's asking for it. (laughs) He told her, go call your husband and come back. And the woman responded by saying, I don't have a husband. And Jesus said, you are right. Yes, you are. When you say you have no husband, the fact is (laughs) you have had five husbands and the man you now have is not your husband. What you have said is quite true. So before Jesus, let's talk about this. Before Jesus can give her the eternal water, he brings her to the real matter. He brings her uh, to confront something. He goes to her sin directly. He goes straight to her lifestyle. You know, there is no conversion without conviction of sin. We got to remember that. She needed to confront. She needed to grasp, you know, for herself what she needed. You know, she she needed to be aware of her lifestyle and her sin. So get this. This woman avoids talking about Jesus's comment. You know, Jesus, you know, Jesus said, hey, look, yeah, I know you ain't got nothing. The the one you with now is not your husband. You said it true. So in verse 19, the woman says, sir, I can see that you are a prophet. Our ancestors worshiped on this mountain, but you Jews claim that the place where we must worship is in Jerusalem. Okay. So Jesus does not argue with this woman Uh, about her statement or about religion, but he goes straight to worship. 
He says, woman, verse 21, believe me, a time is coming when you will worship the Father, neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You Samaritans worship what you do not know. We worship what we do know, for salvation is from the Jews. Then Jesus goes further and says, a time is coming and has now come when the true worshipers will worship the Father in the spirit and in truth. For they are the kind of worshipers the Father seeks. God is spirit, and his worshipers must worship in spirit and in truth. So Jesus now establishes for this woman, as well as us, that it is not the place, but the position of worship that matters. Worship is a matter of the heart, and it involves spirit and truth. There is nothing superficial. There's nothing artificial. There's nothing fake with worshiping in this way. Jesus um, has given the description for true worship. It's a worship that is laced in obedience and it is led by the Holy Spirit. It is not the place that is significant. It's not your big church or your beautiful edifice. It is not, you know, um, uh, whether you're online or offline. It's not about the place. No, worship is is personal. It's about the person. It's the person and spirit of God. It's the object of our worship. And this is done wherever we are at any and all times. See, notice he said, these are the kind of worshipers that the father seeks. God is searching for authentic and true worshipers. God is not impressed with our rituals, with our routines. He's not impressed with our rehearsed acts of worship. No, God is looking to inhabit the real worshipers. He wants to sit in on that type of worship. And when he sits in on that type of worship, oh, blessings will abound and they will overflow. Now let's get back to the woman. So after Jesus says that God is spirit and he's telling her all about the kind of worshipers that God is seeking and they must do it in spirit and in truth, the woman says, I, I know that Messiah called Christ is coming. When he comes, he will explain everything to us. Now here comes the mic drop. Jesus then declares to this woman, I, the one speaking to you, am he. Oh my goodness, I can imagine, you know, I can see it in my mind, the loving look and the smile on Jesus's face. I told you he was human too, y'all. So he could smile and he had joy and all of those emotions when this woman said what she said. And Jesus now has the, the, the opportunity to introduce himself to her. She has no clue uh, prior to this, who she has been talking to. So the woman says that I'm aware that Messiah is coming. And when he comes, you know, I'll understand things then, right? So it delighted Jesus to reveal himself to her. This woman had no clue that 
she had been in dialogue with the Christ the entire time. And you know, I can see this woman too. She's when Jesus makes this admission to her, when he reveals his identity and says, I, the one speaking to you am he. I am the Messiah. I can imagine that this woman uh, clasps her hands at her mouth as she realizes that she has had the attention of the Messiah that the Messiah has been talking to her, that the Messiah has been leading her on the appropriate course of salvation and freedom and worship and relationship with God. Can you imagine the overflow of joy and shock that must have come upon her? You know, after this revealing, these two continue to talk but it's not recorded in John. We don't know what they talk about because then when the disciples returned, she was so excited that this woman left her water pail and she went and told everyone, come see a man who told me everything I ever did. Now in the recorded dialogue, it does not mention everything that this woman did, but her testimony is he told me everything. So I want for us to know that was a conversation between her and the Savior. So what do we see in this? That, you know, Jesus is human. You know, he gets tired. He gets thirsty. You know, he, he smiles. He gets joyful. You know, he does not discriminate. It doesn't matter your race, your, den- your gender, your economic status. It doesn't matter what your issues are. It does not prevent Jesus from engaging with where he sees a need. And what does Jesus want? He wants us to come into repentance. He wants us to live. He wants to know how to, he wants us to know how to authentically worship the Father. You know, and this must be done sincerely and not artificially. God is looking for these types of worshipers, worshipers that are true. And this true worship stems from the spirit and truth. Now, this woman, she came to the well looking for something temporary and something um, that is not lasting. It satisfies for a moment, but it's not lasting. But this woman, she left that well. She left that well filled with eternal life-giving water. She encountered the Savior and she accepted him. Father, it is our prayer today that we too consume this this eternal water, that we will be receptive of your son Jesus and his teachings, that we will become true and authentic worshipers, that our worship is laced in truth and led by your spirit. Help us, Father. We thank you. Amen. Okay, this has been your Daily Dose.